everybody, welcome back to another episode of Shut Up with Nick and John. This is Nick. Um, we got some news for you, but before we get to that news, I'm going to kick it over to John and say, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, everybody? How you doing, Nick? Uh, I'm pretty good tonight. Uh, I was ill earlier this week, but this was a good timing for me. Oh, good. Glad you feel better. So let's get going on. So uh, this episode, we're going to talk about a little bit about week 13. Um, we'll talk about our playoff predictions. Uh, the weeks are dwindling, so it's becoming a little more clear, except for maybe th- the last two spots. Um, then we'll get into our week 14 picks. Uh, as usual, we'll each give you three picks. Hopefully we get them all three right, but uh, we have not been doing that this this year, and we apologize for that also. We did it a couple times. But before we get to our uh, our week picks, week or past picks, we actually have some news, exciting news for the podcast that we have uh, finally gotten through some technical difficulties and we're hoping to get the podcast up and running on iTunes and Spotify pretty soon here. It's not going to matter for anybody listening right now, but it hopefully will matter in the future and we're excited. Yeah, Nick, you sent me a Snapchat earlier today of it and you, you, you hadn't told me at all. So when I saw it, I was really excited. I'm really excited, actually. Well, we do have to thank your coworker for the information that helped helped us figure out how to do it. Yeah, he's the man. Shout out, Gib. All right, so with that, I'm I'm gonna go first with my week 13 picks because I want to start the podcast off with my uh, my best call. One, it was a good pick, and it was my best call of the year. The Cowboys, uh, they were seven and a half point favorites at the Saints. I went so far as to say that I thought they were going to upset the Saints, and won't behold, they did 13 to 10. I didn't think it would be that defensive effort from them. Uh, thought it'd be obviously a little bit more high scoring, but they had the recipe. They did it. Yeah, I mean, you you called the game plan, like you said. You you nailed it. Just feed Zeke, run down the clock, and play defense. And, you know, if Breeze isn't on the field, he can't score. So they, they played that game really well. So great pick. Yeah, good job, Cowboys. Uh, they look pretty solid to finish up uh, the job in the NFC East, but we'll get to that a little bit later. A little foreshadowing. So my next pick was bad. It was the Falcons, one-and-a-half-point underdogs, at home versus the Ravens. So I went with the Falcons home team, very good home field advantage. Ravens can't keep up scoring was my hope with Lamar Jackson. I thought that they were just going to be time of possession. Falcons just keep hitting them, but the Falcons are washed. We haven't learned for our, our previous mistakes earlier this season, and I'm going to officially stay away from them now. Yeah, I mean, that that was a great defensive game for the Ravens, the number one in scoring and yardage, uh, so total defense. Uh, and, and they're proving that defense travels, so they play Kansas City this week on the road, so if, hopefully lay that uh, defense travels again. I know, that's going to be one of the, the hot games of the week. And my last pick was one that was is quite forgettable. It was the Colts three-and-a-half point favorites against the Jags. Uh, it turns out 99% of betters to, were taking the Colts. Um, I think the line had even gotten up to four and a half uh, points, but it doesn't matter. Four and a half, three and a half. As everyone probably knows, they lost. They got shut out and lost by six. So I, I think the Jag, the Jags defense is just still good. Uh, the Jags offense is still bad. Um, but the Colts just laid a goose egg. That was surprising. I mean, even when Jacksonville's defense is playing lights out, you don't expect an offense like that, especially this year to get shut out. So when yeah. I, I didn't watch this game or really follow it closely, but I, when I saw the score pop up, I was like, that, that can't be right. Well, we did watch it because it wasn't showing up on red zone. <laughs> Good point. Did they ever, did anyone ever reach the red zone? 
Um, man, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I actually do. I think I think it was a touchdown and a missed extra point. I don't know. Let's uh, let's scoot on over to your picks and hope that All those right. were a little better. My picks were not better. Uh, I went one and two as well. So I'll start with my correct pick of the week, and that was Broncos minus three and a half at the Bengals. They won by fourteen. They showed again their defense is good, and they're running the ball. They took a pretty brutal loss today. Um, Emmanuel Sanders tore his Achilles in practice, so that really stinks. But that doesn't affect them in last week, so I got that one right. Um, second pick was the Browns plus six and a half at the Texans. Nick, I talked to you extensively about this pick prior to making it. Gave you many reasons why I thought the Browns could win, and they got beaten badly, 29 to 13. I told you it was a bad pick. Yeah, I should have listened to you, but your track record hasn't really told me to listen to you either. That's true. Other, My other pick, this one sucks for me. I was confident that the Steelers would cover three and a half at home versus the Chargers, <laughs> and they, they lost 33 to 30 with a game-winning field goal right at the end. That game, Nick, it started so well that the Steelers were up rather, what, with 12 points early? Was it 23 to 7 or something? Yeah, something like that. So they, they were up early, and they just blew it. They absolutely blew it. Yeah, oh, and missed an extra point. That would have been, well, that wouldn't have been your cover because they lost, but I had it backwards. Sure. Darn. Um, yeah, Steelers are just the enigma of you never know what they're, they're starting to be. You never know what they're going to do because they can, their highs are very high, their lows are low. Um, it was a little bit forced. I think we should have seen this coming a bit as, they had the bum week against the Jags, um, but pulled that one out because the Jags are bad. Uh, then didn't win against the Broncos, but thought the Broncos maybe are kind of good, and that's why. Um, it turns out the Steelers are just going to have trouble playing 60 minutes, and it frightens me for if they make it to the playoffs. I say if because the Ravens are surging, and that AFC wildcard is still a mess. Yeah, I mean, you, you summed it up perfectly, Nick. So wow! So collectively, we have a record of twenty nine and forty three with our picks. Oh no, we are fanta- we are fantastic at this. <laughs> if we just flipped our picks, we'd be better off. Wow. <laughs> okay, that's I I knew we were doing bad. I never actually paid attention to how atrocious this is. They say fifty fifty one point two percent or something like that is break even, and we're well under that. That's yeah, that's not good. We should make our picks the worst picks so far. <laughs> Boy. All right, so let's head on over to the winds pool and our current playoff situation. You had a good week in the winds pool. I did have a good week. I think this might have been my first six win uh, week of the season. So I, I went, <laughs> I went six and two. I think I can't. Who did? Who were my two losses? I don't have it pulled up. Uh, you did the Titans lose again? Yes, they did. No, they didn't. The Titans won. My two losses were the Falcons, who my the Ravens beat. I have the Ravens, and the Vikings lost. Ooh, yeah, that Vi- the Vikings playing the Pats, tough one. Who did the Titans beat? We need to figure out who the Titans beat. I don't want to talk about the Titans anymore, though. No, let's not even talk about them. Move on. Okay. Worth, worthless uh, pick. Worthless pick. <laughs> that is looking like a bad pick. So let's merge that over into the playoff picture where I had a 4-4 four and four week and the Packers on my side have now booted themselves out of the playoff picture, which makes me worried here, but... It's going to be crazy that Aaron Rodgers at week 13 is now not even in the playoff picture. 
Yeah, not in the playoff picture and without his coach. So if you haven't heard, the Packers did fire Mike McCarthy. I think our uh, collective take on that is that was a good firing. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there, were, there were people out there saying, oh, the Packers, you know, show the respect, wait till the end of the season. But why? Why? <laughs> There's absolutely no reason to wait. So, yeah, I'm, I think we're we're both just pretty interested in seeing what happens next, but don't really have much unique to offer there. So we're going to move on. No. <laughs> um, anyways, the, the playoff picture here is it's still very much the same as last week. So I don't think we'll dwell on that either, where the, those same NFC teams are in the picture as well. The Vikings lost, but the Seahawks won. Um, so that makes things a little bit clearer there. The AFC, everybody won except the Steelers. So now the Steelers fall back into a bit of a race um, with all those AFC teams, including the Dolphins. Teams like that are still in the playoff race. Yeah, so as as of right now, I'd say there are 10 teams vying for, for the last playoff spot, I guess. In the AFC? In the AFC, all the way down to Tennessee. So Tennessee, Denver, they're, they're probably out of it now without a receiver. Colts, Dolphins, Ravens, Steelers. <laughs> that's wild the Steelers yeah and with that tough schedule I'm worried that leaves us with a, another easy pick this week this game is being easier than I thought it would be it's the Cowboys yeah and you know I was on board with this Cowboys pick until I, I just looked at it again and if they lose this week I'm not Uh-oh. you know I'm not sure they're in they play the Eagles this week they'd both be seven and six. Oh boy now you're making me worried wasn't the wasn't the train of thought here though that if they lost then they would still make the uh they would still make the playoffs in the wild card? I mean that wild card's pretty heated. They have um well the Seahawks are at the five. I was thinking the Seahawks were fighting for six. Uh, yeah, oh, man, do we? Yeah, the, yeah. If the if the Vikings have to play really well to well to secure maybe the maybe the five, the Seahawks. That's tough too. There's nine teams in the playoff hunt for the NFC. Even 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 Mark Sanchez led Washington Redskins. Oh boy, who do the, the Eagles have a tough schedule still though? Don't they? They have the they have they have to beat the Cowboys um, at Dallas. on the road. They have the Rams. They have the Texans. So I think the logical thing to do here is still take the Cowboys. You might be right, but they are the defending champs. You have to give them some credit, and they're rolling. The defense played. Real, I mean, granted it was the Redskins, but they only gave up thirteen points. Granted, granted, three weeks ago, they, they gave up 48 to the Saints. Let's do this backwards, too, then, thinking, because we can't pick an AFC team. That would be ludicrous right now with our last AFC wildcard. We then, I mean, we're stuck in the NFC with three spots. I don't, I, okay, I guess I don't know where I'm going too much with this, but then we ha- we can either pick an NFC East champion, which is going to be the Cowboys or the Eagles, or the, that wildcard spot, which is two spots for maybe three teams where one team gets the NFC East. Yeah, you're probably right. This might be the safest pick strategically, but maybe not the safest pick team. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we're we're throwing a little bit of the analysis for the teams out the door and thinking mathematically here that the Cowboys probably make sense. This this actually has turned out to be our first tough pick of the year. Go figure. Yeah, the the only one we've had to debate with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Man. We're going to still... Because you got to count the Redskins out, right? Colt McCoy's gone. We said Mark Sanchez. Yeah. Redskins are done. If we let's get back to let's get to the football side of it. The Redskins at six and six. That I mean, they're going to have to finish at least eight and eight if you really to get a wild card spot, and that's at the minimum. You'd think that the Seahawks, the Vikings, at least with a tie, and then either the Cowboys or the Eagles will get to nine and six, or excuse me, nine and seven. 
Uh, yeah, but the Redskins also have a, a relatively easy schedule at home versus the Giants. The Jags, I mean, the Jags, you know, gave up zero points this week against a good offense, but you can't count on that again. Then the Titans, and then you finish with a tough game against the no, Eagles. No, no. We're not talking ourselves into Mark Sanchez leaving the Redskins. I'm not talking. No, I'm just saying if, if we put put the, the football aside and just look at the facts, <laughs> that's a relatively easy schedule compared to the other. It's not putting the about. football aside. That's putting the football right in. <laughs> we're not betting. We're not saying Mark Sanchez okay. is not making the playoffs with this Redskins team. They're decimated. <laughs> they are. They are. It's 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 really sad. It's honestly. over. It's like the Ravens of three years ago. The one team we're not mentioning that deserves to be mentioned here actually is the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers, man. I think, you know, the Panthers, they're falling right into my prediction, man. They are. They're falling out of the playoffs. Their their team's a mess. They they fired their defensive coordinator, Ron Rivera's taking over. And then, like you, you, you told me earlier, there's some grumblings. And I may have been one of the first people to call it. I'm taking claim to that. Yeah, you heard it here first with uh, your prediction last week that uh, Riverboat Ron is on the hot seat, and there are whispers now. Yeah, if if, if this defense crumbles, eh, here goes Riverboat down the river. But on the flip side, why I think they... Next up. <laughs> yeah, on the flip side, why I think they still have a chance is because Cam Newton could just heat up and take them and carry them. Make, I mean, they, they could go 10-6 and six the rest of the season. Yeah, well... It's possible, but yeah, not throughout. Finish ten six. I take it back. They got two matchups against the Saints. Oh, they have both matchups against the Saints. I did not know that. That makes things. That really proves Riverboat Ron. If his defense can hold the Saints, the twice. Saints they have them in Week Seventeen. The Saints could be locked into that two seed. No, they. You think they'd put who? Taysom Hill. The Saints would start Bridgewater. Oh, Bridgewater. That's right. I forgot they had Bridgewater. But well, that's okay. The Panthers are not out of it. Let's get back to we're t- our, if we're not taking the Cowboys, I think we'd have to take the Seahawks. They're the best looking team right now. Yeah, and they're just grinding, man. They're not very. I, I feel like they're not very good, but they're just like I don't. I don't even know how to des- describe them. Like they they're just cohesive. They play well together. They're not the most talented bunch, but they gel. Well, I've got a stat for you here. In Ooh, let's hear point it. differential this year, there are two NFC teams that are, or, oh, man, there are three. Dang it, I missed one. Three NFC teams within a, with point differentials in the triple digits. You can guess who those are: the Rams, Saints, and we haven't mentioned the Bears, um, but they're obviously up there too. Then there's the Seahawks. Really? Yeah, they're at they're at sixty plus sixty. Dang, good for them. <sighs> okay. We have to do a coin flip here. Is it going to be the Cowboys or the Seahawks? I'm still saying Cowboys. How are you feeling? No, I'm, I'm still I'm still saying the Cowboys. It's the safer pick. All right. So after much deliberation, we're going to take the Cowboys. But I, they'll be fine. I, I think they'll still be fine. Yeah, I agree. Favorable schedule. They'd have to have a pretty big collapse to to get out of it. Um, so with that, let's uh, let's move over to some Week 14 stuff. Um, week that 14. Week let's do it. Big week. Oh, I have one more week 13 take and that's with the it's it's related to the um playoffs actually. It's the Vikings and why I didn't mention the Vikings in our deliberation too after they didn't play very well against the Patriots. Now I know the Patriots are good, but my guy that I'm going after this week and it, it makes me sad because I like him, but it's Captain Kirk. I don't like him. I understand your reasoning. And I haven't even heard it. <laughs> I know. I know I I know what you're going to say. 
Okay, give me give me my take for me. Your take is he'll get you the stats, but only when you don't need them. Close. He's not good in the clutch. I think that's related. So at first I wanted to compare him to Tony Romo, but I, I've backed off on that. I don't think he's Tony Romo or diet Tony Romo, as I was going to well, say. Well, now I kind of want to hear why you thought he was Tony Romo also. Well, I thought he was diet Tony Romo because he's kind of a guy that takes chances and you hope that the chances and some of their occasional consequences outweigh the those said consequences. Like Romo threw a lot of interceptions, but some of it was because he was like going for it. But I don't think Kirk is like that. I don't want to give him that much credit, actually. I think he's he's just not a great decision maker. Yeah. It's it's like kind of weird that you say that. You think decision maker, you want to say, you know, low passer rating, low passing completion percentage, but he's second in the league in, in percentage at 71.3%. So he's not making terrible decisions. I, I, I don't necessarily know if that's... No, I'll be more specific. So I, I watched the, the Vikings-Pats game a little closer than most this weekend. And I noticed, um, specifically looking at like wide receivers and who's getting open, his deci- like I, he was making weird decisions on their like check downs versus throwing it long. Like He had a few long throws. One went to Thielen just a little over. I thought that was a good decision. Thielen was open. He just missed him. But sometimes I'd see Diggs or even Rudolph down the field and they're open, but he would opt to check down to – cook quite a bit and then vice versa he would try to i saw some throws he was trying to force in there when he should have checked it down gotcha so you're just thinking he basically he was making the wrong decisions at the wrong time gotcha gotcha but i I, but how 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 often have you actually watched him this year did you just catch him on his bad day because it seems like that's the case if he's passing at 71 percent i watched him a couple times he's only he's only got a 90 90 uh passer rating 99 i watched him a lot with the redskins too Oh, that's true. Regional coverage. Right. And that's my that's my conclusion that Captain Kirk, I mean, he's still like NFL quarter like starter quality. He's just not going to be don't expect him to be a top ten, even maybe top fifteen guy. I don't really want to take it that far, but he, he I think he's making too much money. Oh, I mean, even if he was the best quarterback in the league, he's making too much money. And with that said, I think the Redskins make their made the right call on him. Yeah, I think this might be their their first uh, managerial call that's been correct in like the last two decades, maybe three. Okay, so now I'll let us go on to week fourteen, and we're gonna play our week fourteen. Our newest on week fourteen. We're gonna play our newest favorite game, where we guess the ticket prices. Well, John guesses the ticket prices. I know them. We're gonna let him guess. Where do we, what are we starting with this week? High or low? Uh, what did we start with last week? We started with the low last week. Mm, yes, we started with the low last week. All right, let's start with a high this week. Mixing it up. Okay. The high. I'm just going to let you you pick a game and let me know what you think is the highest. All right. The highest. We talked a little bit last week about it might not necessarily be the game itself, but where it's located in the fan base. Mm-hmm. With that being said, let's look through the schedule. Who are the big teams that you think are going to be good? The Patriots on the road. Steelers on the on the road, Saints Saints on the road. Saints, I don't know if they have a good fan base on the road. No, I'm I'm saying I'm saying those those are the teams you expect to be sold out, so tickets are going to be expensive. But they're on the road, so I'm counting their games out. 
Oh, I thought you were saying like they have fans everywhere, particularly like the Steelers. They're going to go to that Raiders game, even if the Raiders stink, even if the Steelers stunk. Yeah, but that's you got to think that's Oakland Coliseum. That place is empty, you know, 100 percent of the time. Um, all right. So my most. Ex- Ooh, Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football is the most expensive game of the week. Minnesota at Seattle. I didn't even see that game lingering down there. That's a good guess. It is the second. Oh, no. It's only $2 more expensive than the third, actually. Oh, my goodness. So what could be higher than that? By the way, uh, while we're on this topic, I heard that there was that the uh, Falcons only sold like 50% of their tickets for last week's game against the Ravens. Yeah, it was empty. There was I could hear Ra- Ravens chanting and stuff. It was awesome. But uh, dang, so the number one, oh, this could be Sunday night football, the Los Angeles Rams at Chicago Bears. Is that your guess? That's my guess. Nope. It's not that one either. Oh my goodness. You got tricked this week. I looked at those two and I was like, yeah, it's got to be. And then that, there's another one. It's uh, This one is $13 more expensive than uh, Minnesota at Seattle. Not a good week. Not a good week. Wow. <laughs> I I don't have the slightest clue. Um, Baltimore at Kansas City. I don't know. I have no idea. That's my guess. Nope. That is way off. Baltimore, Kansas City's down in the 30s. Oh my goodness! They're no can. Well, they're no Baltimore fans out there. I guess not, but I don't know. Kansas City turns up <laughs> for this team too. Chiefs Mafia. <laughs> You're gonna be so surprised when I finally tell you, but you got to get there. Uh, yeah, no, you got to tell me because I'm gonna narrow down the games for the lowest tickets. It's a one o'clock game. It's a one o'clock game. Uh. I want to say New England because it's New England, but there's no way a Dolphins game is expensive. But New England at Miami. Yep, it's New England at Miami. Is the most expensive game of the week. Is the most expensive game of the week. That is stupid. <laughs> at, 133, at $133. Let's move on to the cheap, the cheapest game of the week. Let's move on. Is, is Jets at Buffalo. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. That was easy. Let's uh, We can take yeah. a road trip to Buffalo this week, and our tickets will only be $6. Yeah, I think it might be the only time that a gas would be cheaper than a ticket for for me. Uh, uh you mean more expensive gas? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Got you. There's nothing even close. I mean, Carolina at Cleveland's only twenty four. Jags at Tennessee's twenty one. But that Buffalo Ooh, New- Jags at Tennessee, folks, people of New York if and Canada, if you want to go to an NFL game, now's the time. Head to Buffalo. Oh. That's sad. Six dollars. Did you check? That's not standing room. Do they have standing room? <laughs> Buffalo standing room. I doubt it. I, I no. That's that's a legit ticket. Um, there's. Oh my goodness. There's, uh, the first ticket that shows up is family end zone. Uh, no alcohol. But then the next ticket. It... <laughs> no alcohol. That's awesome. But the next the next ticket is also six dollars. So. That's incredible. Let's go. Good job on the low. Not so great on the high, but that was a tough one. I would not have guessed that, that myself. That was really tough. So what? Are the, all the other games are probably, what, 40 yeah, bucks? Yeah, they, I mean, they all hover between the 20s and 30s into into the 60s. Pittsburgh at Oakland is gotcha. 80, 83, so that's not bad. Oh, Detroit at Arizona is also a very low one. But otherwise... Oh, that game sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't even... I, I almost made it one of our... A thought for our shut-up pick of the week, but we'll get to that. It's not that one. Our uh, week 14 picks. Uh, I'm going to start us off again because I'm, I'm feeling good about my week 14 picks. I, at first, I wasn't. Now, I'm going to... I, I'm feeling a good 3-0 week. 
starting with the Saints are eight and a half point favorites at the Bucks. Earlier this season, you might remember that the Bucks beat them forty-eight to forty in the shootout. Yeah, that was before the Saints played defense. Exactly. That's why the Saints are going to come out after a, also after a long week of preparation against the and a loss and a loss against the Cowboys. They're going to come out firing. I don't think the Bucks stand a chance. Great pick. The next pick is I'm doing the same trend that I did for the Jags last week. Hopefully it works a little better this week. The Texans are four and a half point favorites at home against the Colts. Uh, the, the Texans are good. I'm finally coming around to they're just not beating their uh, the inferior opponents. They're actually like handily taking care of them, doing their job. What else can you ask? And the Colts looked awful. I, they're going to score more points than zero this week, but I don't think they're I don't think they're going to put it together. They're they're really over uh, playing their expectations. They're a year away from actually being good. So good for them so far this year. Not going to beat the Texans. My last pick is I almost uh, abolished the mortal lock after going zero and two, but no way the mortal lock is alive, and it is here for the Broncos five and a half point favorites at the 49ers. The 49ers are another team that is really bad. Nick Mullins is not Joe Montana. If you haven't been paying attention, uh, they are also somewhat hurt. Just lost Matt Breida, and I think they lost somebody else. But anyways, the the Broncos, even though they lost Emmanuel Sanders, are still going to be fine. Philip Lindsay is um, looking like this year's Alvin Kamara. How do you feel about that? That's the first I'm hearing of it. Um, maybe a little outlandish at this point. That's why I just hit you with it. It came to me like 30 minutes ago. No, no, he is not <laughs> Alvin Kamara. No. I'm going to stick with my uh, diet comparisons. He is diet Alvin Kamara. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. He looks now. good this year, though, and uh, I think the Broncos will be okay without Emmanuel Sanders. He, I mean, he's been putting up good numbers, but they'll they'll find some other random guys to throw it to. Yeah, I don't even. Aside from Cortland Sutton, I'm not really sure who they Jeff have. Jeff Hireman. Yeah, that's about it. All right, let's go to your picks. Uh, my three picks. They're good picks. I only like two of these. You you yep, think I so? I like all your picks. I think I think there's I think there's two obvious picks. Um, and the first obvious pick. I think is always Patriots um, against any division foe. Um, so I'll take the Patriots eight and a half point favorites at the Dolphins. Um, the Dolphins have looked competent, um, I guess, to put it nicely. Um, but I, you know, when the Patriots put it together and they know they have to win, they they can see their seating slip away. So that this this could be a blowout. I like this pick. However, it's the one that makes me a little nervous because the. If there is a kryptonite to Tom Brady, it's playing in Miami, and that would make me nervous. Yeah, that 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 you know, I'm I'm throwing the past out the window. We're not playing trends. <laughs> it's new season. New Go season. With that. Um. Then I think I think the second obvious pick is um to bet against the Redskins at this point. Um, they're down to Mark Sanchez. Last week, as you all probably know by now, Adrian Peterson had a 90 yard touchdown run and didn't eclipse 100 yard rushing. So. It you know, they don't have the running game going right now, even though they got Chris Thompson back. Um, so I'll take the Giants at the Redskins. They are a half a point underdog. So I'll take a tie. Yeah, no, and this is simple. Just bet this is against Mark Sanchez now. Super easy pick. Yeah. Um, and then he, here's, here's the pick. I really liked it first, but the longer I look at it, um, the less I like it. So I might throw a flyer pick in here, Nicholas. Ooh. 
an on-the-move pick. Uh, While you're doing that, I want to say about the Giants that uh, at four and eight now they they're still they're still in the playoff hunt. This is this is just the start of their uh their playoff race, um, getting back in there and ultimately Super Bowl champs. Yeah, Eli might pull this off, and maybe you know maybe uh, Odell Beckham. <laughs> as but on a serious note, they do look okay lately. They played the Eagles tough two weeks ago. Yeah, they do look okay, and. I, you know, I, I sent you a, a link earlier. It was um, to 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 some sport writers' um, rankings of the the NFL rookies this year, and Saquon Barkley was seventh, I believe. Yeah, and I, that was a lud- ludicrous, um, and, and you noted it as clickbaity. So screw off because Saquon Barkley is freaking awesome. Yeah, those types of lists just make my eyes roll to the back of my head. Yeah, especially when they're written by people you've never heard of. Uh, so here's my third pick of the week. Um, I thought about taking this earlier in the week, but decided not to. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers. No. Minus one and a half on the road against the Cleveland Browns. You've done the thing that I did the past two weeks with the Jags and then the Colts is try to reverse your pick. Yeah. Uh, everything Everything we said about bad. the Panthers earlier. You... Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Everyone stay Darn away it. from the this is this, pick. <laughs> this I'm going okay. with it. I'm going with it. I was going to say, if you'd like, before we end, you can change it to your original pick. No. It's not a mortal lock, but lock I liked, it in. I liked your original pick, which was Rams three and a half point favorites at the Bears. Uh, I just, that Bears defense is something to be messed with, man. I think the Rams had their like bad game of the season against the Lions last week and squeaked it out and they just had to get that funk out of their system and now they're fine i don't think the bears can keep up with them but it'll be interesting to see yeah uh <laughs> i regret not taking I, re- I regret not taking that pick but i'm sticking with the, with the okay over the well the, we should have put that pick into this next pick the shut up pick of the week uh, i know the shut up pick of the week this is this is the, def- the definition of the shut up pick of the week so glad we brought this in because this is the pick that we, we're not going to touch it's the Packers six-point favorites at the Falcons. Uh, you can't still rule out the Falcons at home, even though their stadium is only half full now or half empty, however you're feeling today. Uh, but also <laughs> <laughs> the Packers, uh, as you know, got, got rid of their coach. <laughs> uh, so you, you really don't want to touch a team that has a new head coach, and especially a new head coach that you probably don't have that much confidence in. Now, maybe he'll shake things up in Joe Philbin, but... The Falcons, tough to pick what they're going to do. The Packers have been disappointing all season. I don't know. I don't want to say that they're going to beat the Falcons by six, or I don't even want to say they're going to beat the Falcons. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think my thoughts about this game are simply the spread six point. The Packers are six point favorites with a new coach on the road against a team that their record's not much better than. And yet I'm like... So you'd expect me to want to take the pack or the Falc the Falcons plus six at home, mm-hmm. but you just can't trust the Falcons at all. It it's it's just like the definition of the shut up pick of the week, and and I'm really excited we have it. Right, either the the Packers come out and under a new coach they come out on fire and they destroy the Falcons, which are also injured and bad, or they go in they still are bad. The Falcons um, turn it up, play good offense. Yeah, and it's not like Philbin was noted as a great head coach. I mean, he was pretty much a dud when he was with the Dolphins. No, yeah. He 
he's uh, he has this job because the guy in front of him got fired. Right. All right. So uh, that about ends it for us on this episode. I'm going to end it with before we get to uh, what you want to end us off with. I'm going to end it asking you another question, just like last week. Oh, let's hear it. Okay. The question is, if Joe Flacco is healthy, would you still start him? Yes or no? Yes. Your answer. How is your answer still yes? Because we're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. We got to score. Yeah, uh, we got to score, and L- Lamar Jackson has not has not proven to be able to pass the ball to score against a team like that. Uh, well, the, I mean, it's not hard to score against the Chiefs. No, it's not. But if you're running it, you don't have enough time to catch up to the Chiefs. Oh man, I hope. Granted, they're not. Granted, they're not on the field as long, but they don't need time on the field. The Ravens need time on the field. Flacco's going to come back healthy, and the Chiefs are going to blow him out. It's going to be great. I, I I think if the Ravens lose, it's going to be a blowout no matter who st- who starts. <laughs> it's going to be one of two ways. The Ravens get blown out or the Ravens win a close I mean, one. The Raiders kept up with the Chiefs last week. Yeah, they did. But they also have a quarterback who's proven to be competent at passing the ball. Derek Clark. <laughs> I guess so. That's the only thing the Raiders kind of have going for them. And who knows if that'll stay. All right. Do you want to do you want to end us off with anything? Last week, we got Riverboat Ron. That take out of you. Look at how that turned out. Any takes? Uh, Urban Meyer is an NFL coach next year. I'm not sure where. Uh, there it is. Urban Meyer is going to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns next year. Oh, that's a good one to end on. I love it. That's that's my take. I love it. I'm not I, close to home. He's he gets to stay in Columbus. Um, I'm not going to top that one. So uh, I'm just going to end it there. Uh, like I said uh, at the beginning of the pod, stay tuned uh, on our Facebook page for the being able to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. Let us know if uh, you have another place that you get your podcast from. We'll put it on there too. It's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. This will hopefully get our uh, listeners up because otherwise we're doing this for the four of you who keep clicking on all your devices. Uh, but we still love you. We do. So with that, cheers and have a good one. Cause it hurts when you hurt somebody, somebody